this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Joyful Mama. We're so happy that you're here. And today we're going to jump right into it. We are talking about technology and our kids and how to parent through all of the things that technology entails. And in our conversation prior to recording, one thing that you said, Sarah, that really resonated with me and really was kind of like an awakening moment was we're the first generation to ever have to parent kids through technology. And so technology involves so many different things. Part of it is just the relational aspect with how they communicate with their friends, especially as they start to get into like the junior high and high school era, they're texting. And that's something that we didn't really do. I remember getting my first cell phone in high school. I I was 16, but it was one of those like to send a text, you would have to like to hit the A or to hit the C, <laughs> you would have to hit the number two button three times. Yeah. So texting was very at a minimum and it was much easier to just call someone. So most of our communication was verbal and had to be more direct. And there was less room for misunderstanding, less room for like hiding behind a screen because you had to actually speak. Right. And there wasn't all this premeditation and And then on top of that, we have all these social media channels that are not just how these kids are connecting. It's also entertainment. It's also education. It's like their lifeline to the world. And obviously this is not going away. It's only going to continue to intensify Mm -hmm. and grow. You know, there's just so many dynamics with how do we help them walk through this? And I was sharing with Sarah that one of our kids recently with a few friends posted a video that probably should have not been posted and then had to pay some consequences for that. Another one of our kids feeling like, you know, the way their, their friend is talking to them isn't very kind and they're arguing, but it's through text and it's not really face to face. And so, man, it's like how we're learning as we go how do we handle these things? And there's not really a manual (laughs) on how to do it. And we can have all of the safeguards in place, but ultimately our kids have a choice and they are exercising those choices and that, that free will. And then every other person they're interacting with has that same freedom. And so what can we do as parents to one, have healthy boundaries two be in the know, and then three, guide our kids through how to handle all of this technology safely. And this is a much bigger conversation than one little podcast episode 
will allow, but I think we can just kind of touch over the basics and just share kind of a starting point. So Sarah, what, what are the first things that come to mind when it comes to this conversation? What have you had to deal with? I know your kids are younger than mine, but you've still had things in your home that you have to confront. So what do you think is like the first step? (laughs) <laughs> the ba- the beginning, the basics of what we should cover. For our family, yeah, my kids are seven and nine. And so we don't have a lot of, I mean, they're not watching TikTok yet. They're not on Instagram, <laughs> things like that. They have been on Facebook Messenger since we moved, uh, what's it called? Kids Messenger or Messenger Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that so far has been fine. That I guess that's their first intro to a social media app, although they don't view it at all as social media yet. Um, but what we've had to navigate the most is trying to find, for me, trying to find what are experts saying and how can I help support my kids as they're growing up in this technology age? For Mm -hmm. instance, like the other day, I, my son wanted to watch YouTube videos. There's a thousand million YouTube channels about Minecraft and him and my daughter love Minecraft. And, you know, they're like, I'm like, they love watching other people playing Minecraft and it drives me crazy a little bit, but I'm like, you know what? I like to watch other people renovate their houses. So and my husband watches other people play football. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I let it go. But I went to um, a trusted source, Common Sense Media. I don't know if you guys ever use that. I always go there whenever we're going to watch a movie as a family or even Daniel and I to see like, what's in this movie? What is, what are the like things to be aware of? What are the Mm -hmm. themes? Is there anything inappropriate? Um, And so I went to common sense media to look up what are the channels they recommend for Minecraft. And I was in a rush and I, I threw messenger kids. I sent my son a screenshot of like, these are the channels that you can watch with Minecraft videos. And I was like, Oh, these are going to be safe because common sense media has, right. you know, backed them. And then, then like a couple of nights later, he woke up in the middle of the night with a nightmare and my kid, my son never has nightmares. And he had seen something on the channel that was like scary to him. And I'm like, what? And so I go back and I, I look at what videos he had watched that day. Cause he had watched a few and they're short, but I was like mortified that he had seen mm. I mean, these are, it's Minecraft. They're block characters. It's not like it's real humans (laughs) or anything like, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I trusted, I outsourced something and didn't back up the research. And I totally failed my son just now. And I felt really bad, but I was like, okay, here's the thing about YouTube. I was telling him, I'm like, YouTube is not monitored by anybody. Nobody's monitoring it. It's not like a TV channel where there's Somebody is like having to put it, does the FCC agree that this should be (laughs) available to kids? Like this channel could be totally safe one day and the next day they could put up something that is completely inappropriate or someone could hack them or whatever. And I was telling him, you know, I, you have to understand, like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I am trying to help you in the best way I feel possible. And I'm trying to be led by the Holy spirit. And I want you, I was like, think about it this way, James, this channel had, I think 6 million followers. Each video was getting millions of views. These are all kids watching this. I'm like, how many kids your age or around your age also watched that same video you did that gave you nightmares. 
Okay, now imagine that they were also watching like 10 other channels that weren't on the common sense media safe list. I'm like, imagine what is going into kids' minds all the time. I'm like, and as they get older, they're going to be watching even more violent things and just more things that are not good for your brain. I was like, I, okay, this is like, he's like getting the picture of like all the kids are kind of consuming entertainment and things that are just not good and healthy for them. I'm like, I want you to grow up and be a light to those kids when they grow up and they're dealing and struggling with things. I want you to be a kid that didn't grow up watching all that and having that in your brain. Like, I want you to be able to help those kids in the future. I'm like, no pressure, but (laughs) you know, like I want you to experience light instead of darkness. And I, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do my best, but literally like no one else has done this before. And so sorry, but you're kind of a guinea pig, you know? (laughs) It's true. It's true. With our oldest two, you know, Snapchat was new. Instagram, I had not hardly been on. And so we had almost like this zero tolerance policy. Like, I don't understand it. I don't like that things disappear. So you just can't use it, period. And then with our, you know, as I've said a couple times, they snuck and used it. (laughs) And they're like, all our friends are using it. And we're the only ones not. And we're weird. And why? And so now with our next set, you know, we have kids that have a very wide age range. So lots of sets of guinea pigs. (laughs) We've been more open to letting them explore and do things, but we have these like boundaries. So I learned, okay, with Snapchat, it's TikTok or Instagram where you can just find random people. I think they have to be added. So the conversation now is anytime you want to add someone, even if it's a friend from school, who's not like, we have to have a conversation, you get permission before a person is added. And there's always this like standard I can go through your phone anytime. Nothing's off limits for, you know, for us as far as privacy. Like you basically have like almost no privacy. (laughs) I mean, we want to respect that not every conversation we need to know about because there's sometimes things like one of their friends is sharing. And this is, again, things that we've had to grow through because at first I did say like, I bought the phone. Therefore, it's my phone. You're borrowing it and I can look at anything I want anytime I want. And then through conversation with, you know, some of the older kids, they're like, have I not earned your trust? What if a friend is confiding in me about something private? They might not want you to know that. So can we, can we revisit this conversation and can we have some like boundaries, but different boundaries? And that was said with respect and So we revisited that and, you know, depending on the child and the amount of trust that they have, there are different boundaries and rules for each of our kids. They don't have all the same flat across the board. So that's even something that, you know, is just a thing. Like we don't have a set of rules that is across the board, the same for every single one of our kids, which I think is really important because they are all at different levels of maturity. They have Mm -hmm. earned different amounts of trust, but ultimately I think the most important thing is that we're in the know and we know what's going on. So with my daughter, who's been having some relational trouble with a friend, I'm every day looking at her messages with this friend. And we're having conversations about when you said this, this could have made her feel that way. How could you have said that differently? When she said this, how did that make you feel? And what kind of boundaries do you think you should put in place? Because this is not how 
friends talk to each other. It, it shouldn't be. So those kinds of things, like I'm in the thick with that situation, but not every conversation with every friend, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. you were talking earlier, Sarah, about um, a website or a Facebook group that you found that was really helpful that talked about just how every single app, every single channel, there's a door. Yeah. And I think that would be really helpful for us to share before we end this this episode, because I don't think all of us are aware of how dangerous, how truly dangerous, and I'm not trying to be dramatic, but how truly dangerous social media and technology can be on any platform, not just like a site that you go to, like to look at pornography, but Mm -hmm. truly. So share what you were telling me. I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. And we can even link that group um, in the show notes. But, um, you know, parents, it's a parent-led group. And so parents are posting, hey, just to let you all, all you 300,000 other parents be aware, my kid told me that all the kids at school are accessing porn through Microsoft Word. Like, did you know that you can get on a Word doc and access anything you want and go around parental controls? Like, did you know that this app that we all think would be perfectly safe is not safe. Did you know? Okay. My child almost got trafficked through a photo editing app because it has a community feature and you can post a picture of something you just created. And they did. And I didn't even, you know, the parent didn't even realize there was a chat feature and someone almost met up with their daughter. And, you know, and it's like all these parents coming together and saying, a lot of them are saying, Hey, we've had so many conversations with my child about what is appropriate use of technology, what is safe, what is not. And they still fell prey to it. They still got deceived. They still walked into something that wasn't safe for them. And so I think like entering any kind of like thought about technology with our kids with the mindset that this is like a burning hot pan. Like my kid could get really burned from this, but they still have to cook. (laughs) Like, Mm, so I need to like be so aware and up to date (laughs) with what, because technology is like on a, it's like a speeding bullet train. It is advancing all the time, super fast. So it's not like we can back out of it and not use it unless you are just going to completely live your life off the grid, which some people do, but most of us will not. And so how can we, as parents, understand the game and stay up to date with honestly what teenagers know, because especially if they're in school or if they're in contact with kids who are in school, those kids, like, man, they know all the workarounds. They know how to get, like, and those kids are, do not care what the rules are apparently in their household. So mm-hmm. they are um, bypassing every rule their parent has laid down to access whatever they want to access. And then they're telling all the other kids, right? Because these kids mm-hmm. are smart. Like, they're smart. Yeah, they're smart. Um, they know more than we do a lot of the so time. Smart. So I think, like, like we always are talking about um, with homeschool or with anything we do with our kids is prioritizing relationship because we can, and we should put rules and boundaries around our kids in regards to technology. So they are not overtaken. They do not know how to handle us. Shoot. We hardly know how to handle technology ourselves as adults and how Mm -hmm. to manage our own social media scrolling and our own Netflix watching. Like we have, we are having a hard enough time ourselves and we are grown adults with fully formed brains. So our kids, like we cannot expect them 
to know how to navigate this themselves. So like you said, a lot of trial error, like giving freedom and then being like, oh, I don't think you're actually ready to steward that freedom yet. Let's pull back a little bit into a safer place for you. But, you know, putting rules on is absolutely necessary, but we cannot rely on the rules because if a kid wants to break a rule and they are tempted to break a rule, they will break a rule. And the only thing that will keep you connected to that kid is relationship. And you know what, like anytime you have to make a rule or you have to give a consequence or you have to help a kid pull back, like let's really use our greatest tool that we have, which is the Holy Spirit. And like, let's like, like Holy Spirit, I do not know what to do right now with this kid. I do not know what to say to this kid. I do not know what this consequence should be. I don't know what to do, but you know, Mm -hmm. all things and you know, what is best for my child. So just tell me what to do right now. And whatever you like pops into your head, like whatever, like just follow that leading Mm -hmm. because like, we really don't have enough human common sense or wisdom to navigate these things. And I think like, you know, I've been learning a lot about the dopamine effect and what happens every time we get that dopamine hit from talking with a friend or seeing a video or seeing, you know, that dopamine hit from social media and entertainment. And this woman wrote a book, I think it's called the dopamine effect. And she talked about the beauty and the necessity of what she called forced marches and moats around the castle. So like a forced Mm. march was like, and I've had so many conversations with my son about this. I'm like, you know what? This is a forced march. I'm sorry. You just, I have to put distance between you and that dopamine hit right now for your own good. Um, A forced march is like, okay, we're going to do chores today instead of you getting to like watch shows, or we're going to do something that's hard and causes what you think is suffering (laughs) as a kid. (laughs) So that I can help balance out the amount of dopamine your brain is getting. Because if you're just getting the hits of dopamine, it actually leads you to more depression because your body will all, your body's so smart, it will balance itself out. So if you're getting too much dopamine, it will Mm. start to lower your levels. So you start to feel depressed or anxious. And so, you know, it's a great, like when you start studying it, you're like, oh, this is why everybody is depressed and anxious. Or this is at least contributing to it because we have Mm -hmm. so much at our fingertips, dopamine everywhere we look. And then the moat was, you know, she's like, if the phone is the castle, like build a moat around it, or if the, like put boundaries around it, make it a little bit harder to get to that thing that they want. Because if you just have the castle, just like the doors are open, you get to go in the castle whenever you want. And there's no boundaries and there's no like time limits and there's no nothing like that is not good for their brains. And it's so important to create the moat. So I'm always thinking in those terms of like, do I need a moat around this? Like, or did mm-hmm. I forget that, that I needed a moat? Do I need to reestablish the moat? Do I need to send my kid on some forced marches <laughs> to help mm-hmm. him? Like he's gotten too much dopamine. Do I need to help him like level out with some like exercise, like go outside and play, like do something hard, you know, because everything oh. is so easy to us now and accessible. So that's a little bit of how I'm trying to approach this with my young kids who don't have phones yet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so good. I think that's a great place to end just with remembering the relationship truly is at the core mm-hmm. and the most important thing that we have to leverage, because if we hold the relationship and if there's trust established, 
you know, we always want to be the first place that the, our kids run. We don't want them to feel like they have to hide. And so the most beautiful thing that happened with our, our child who made a poor choice with social media was as soon as, you know, I wish he would have come sooner, you know, or <laughs> he or she would have come sooner. But as soon as there was indication that things were coming to the light, the child came to us and shared very openly about what exactly what you know what the video was what the content was what the all those things and was ready for a consequence and what we actually felt led to do in that at that time with him which I truly believe was the Holy Spirit because there was so much remorse and regret and I I really felt like man the things you've had to face even with knowing that these other students saw and teachers saw and parents saw, and it wasn't anything horribly expletive, but it was not appropriate. Okay. I felt like we felt like that was natural consequence enough to ensure this probably won't ever be repeated. And so the lesson is, Hey, you came to us and you were super honest and let's just make sure we keep this relationship open Mm -hmm. so that you know we're the safe place to run to when you've gotten yourself into trouble when you've made a poor choice when you've made a mistake next time don't wait a week you know as soon as you realize because how many times have we made mistakes and sometimes you're just so in the middle especially like you said brains aren't fully formed there's the herd mentality they're with buddies they're with friends they're just not thinking fully through the consequences of their choices and so mm-hmm. as soon as you have that moment of reckoning where you're like oh shoot that was probably a stupid thing to do come to us at that point instead of waiting to see if you get caught and that can be the lesson going forward but at the yeah. end i'm like this is actually a win Mm-hmm. because you're going to make mistakes throughout your whole life. The best lesson you could ever learn is owning your mistakes, learning from them, and just not repeating the same ones over and over. So if you've done this, then this is actually a win. And mm-hmm. we're not mad at you. We're not disappointed in you. And we even got the opportunity to just continue to speak. This is who you are. This is what God says about you. This is the destiny that's over your life. And you're human and you made a mistake and that's okay. And we totally forgive you. We're totally on your side. By the end, I could just see like shoulders lifting, posture changing. And we're like, you've had a really rough day. How about a pizza night? Like, it sounds like so (laughs) flip of what I would have done with the first round of kids. It would have been like the consequences and you need to think through and what were you, you know, um, but we actually celebrated that, you know, you did a, a bad thing, but you came clean, you worked through the hard stuff. And we're going to continue trying to shorten that distance between you mm-hmm. realize you made a mistake and you came to us. We grow up with like these quotes around us all the time, like failure isn't an option, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> success, success, success. Um, and then we have to come like back into our parenting game of like, oh, okay. Yeah. I do want my kids to fail while they're still under my roof and where I still can help them work through all these things. And we can really like have like a, a really redemptive experience through something that they've messed up in. And, you know, even with my son, with the YouTube, I was like, tell me what you've learned, like by having this like experience with this YouTube channel, like, tell me what this taught you. And 
you know, like I'm constantly trying to do that with my kids. Like, tell me, okay, you just failed. Like, tell me what you learned from this because you did. I want to always emphasize, like you are learning things. You are learning things when you fail. Um, and as parents, like having that mindset of like, okay, I don't want to just like release them into the wolves, but in the, the freedom I have given them to steward when they fail in that, then mm-hmm. I'm there to catch them. I'm there to help redeem this for them and help them, you know, walk back to, into the light. So, so yeah, well, it's been great talking about this. And I think, you know, this is just such a huge conversation, um, but it's one we need to be having with our spouses and with our kids all the time and always, you know, reevaluating what we want for our families and what God is saying for our kids. So we love you guys and we will see you next time. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.